0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Supermarcato Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a podcast where we share and discuss
1: the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann.
0: And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. This is our 30th installment of Show & Tell, when Carl and I each bring in... 9 tracks that the other hasn't heard Oftentimes this is new stuff Sometimes it's obscure old retro stuff I think both of us try to keep these Playlists eclectic and diverse and have fun, a variety entertaining, of consoles and styles Mostly yeah.
1: entertaining the other brother But right. hopefully entertaining all of you as well You know there's some podcasts that if they got to 30 episodes That would be fairly impressive we, I mean, It's crazy that we've done 30 show and tell installments well, Usually months and months apart and we
0: haven't done them as liberally As I think we set out to do yeah. This was something we were going to do once every Every two months or once every month. And there's been a lot of times where we'll only get to like two, two of them a, year. a year. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's cool. I, I, I really love these, love these episodes. They, they are sometimes a little bit of work to find really good stuff because mm-hmm. it's like, it's not hard to find something competent. Um, but it's hard see for me I always like I'll listen and I'll be like that's pretty good that's pretty good but you always I'm, want those I'm waiting for tracks, that thing yeah. where I'm just picturing your reaction and I want <laughs> you to just love everything
1: I, I got some really great stuff today I gotta say I'm really excited about the stuff that I found
0: So this, this is, is cool though this is a Super Nintendo track or I guess a Super Famicom track from Super Nazo Puyo 2 which is I think mm. a port of Puyo Puyo 2 which we've played something yeah. from the arcade version I think this has a different soundtrack it's it sounds very different the composers here that are listed some of them are aliases are mm. suyoshi matsushima okay super kenta which i imagine is an alias but i couldn't figure out i don't that know if is. that is an alias <laughs> <laughs> super kenta and ensuke nagao and this is the ending theme actually from super that is delightful 2. what is the company of that game because I feel like the, there was a Sega Genesis version, which I assumed was yeah, a Sega is. Uh, developed
1: f- or, or published game. I'm forgetting. It's, we'll look into it.
0: It's like Konami or Namco. or It's one of the big kind of
1: publishers. That was a cool way to start the episode. Shall we just dive into my first pick now? Let's do it. Okay, so... As you might expect, this isn't anything new for me. I think four of my nine tracks are not actually from a game, but from VGM-related artists, whether they're chip tuners or remixers. But this first one of the day is from a game. This is from a game that released for the PC Engine CD in the 90s. It's a Japanese game called Kishin Doji Senkai FX Vajura Fight. That's the name of the game. And it was composed by Aya Tanaka in minoru endo and this is such a catchy and groovy tune it hits you right away the first five seconds like i was just sold by it this is bgm6 let's take a listen killer track you guys radical are listening <laughs> to BGM six from Kishin Doji Senkai FX Vajura fight fight for the PC Engine CD. So this is the early to mid-90s here, composed by Aya Tanaka and Minoru Endo. I gotta say, this production surprisingly holds up. Yes, it's a little cheesy, but I, I think this is a really impressive piece of video game
0: music. For sure. It's great. I, the cheese is well appreciated, yeah. I think. I mean, it, it all It's finely aged cheddar, energy. yeah. <laughs> very <laughs> finely aged American cheese, I guess. It's Gouda. It's a Gouda track. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, this it's delightful. How about that it's book catchy? at the very beginning? Dun- 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 that's just like it feels very classic yeah it's um, what I think there's a couple tracks that I have today that I think would pair well with this piece of music very nice I'm just so excited I, I have a feeling that this is going to be a really good show and tell it seems I'm just like feeling that. really positive about it I yeah I there's Some really cool stuff that I'm really excited to see. Well, man, let's keep the positivity going. Let's move on to your next pick. So, um, on various show and tells over the years, I've played music from the Chibi Maruko-chan mm. series, which is based on is this DS Japanese series? anime series. Uh, I haven't played anything from the DS game. It's mostly been Game Boy okay. titles that I've done. Um, and most of them were by... Uh, that You can't find crediting on any of the composers except for the first Game Boy one. Mm. But I'm not even going to mention that person's name because this is a game for the Sega Saturn, which oh. came out years later. Cool. Um, But the music of the series has a very cute, infectious, immediate, jazzy fusion. It Mm -hmm. kind of, the quirkiness of the Saturn game made me think of like Katamari Damacy, maybe a little bit less high energy and cutesy than that. I imagine this is late 90s, is that about right? Um, But this is, so this is a Konami game, so um, I'm just putting the Konami sound team, but I'd love to find out who composed this uh, piece of music in particular, but the game is Chibi Marako Chan no Tyson Puzzle Dama. And this is track number 13. Let's take a listen. I have a feeling you're going to love this, Carl.
1: Here we go. this is a lot of fun. I feel like this pairs well with your play-in, actually. Just
0: very happy,
1: easy breezy. I was
0: thinking of this one would have also been a good play-in, but I wanted to talk about it a little bit more. Uh, The thing that I like about the music of this series, um, and what's interesting is there's so many Game Boy titles that all have like the exact same musical style, so I suspect it's the same composer, but it's all very catchy, plucky, infectious, and kind of cranked up to 11 as far as the smile-inducing optimism. It really Um, But the thing that all of these tracks do is they seem to have a really fun sense of modulation and key change. And it's this nice blend of sort of jazz harmony with pop music sensibilities. Uh, Very short loops, really cute and infectious. And I really like the sort of synthie production of the Saturn.
1: Yeah, it's another track that surprisingly I would say kind of holds up. Uh, So let's see if I can find anything. So you said this was Sega Saturn, right? Yeah. So I'm seeing something for the... Oh, I did, I did find it here. Is it... Oh, no, that's
0: that's not quite right. Uh, there's a Chibi Maruku-chen Dude, SNES there's, game. There's so many games in this series by oh, different man. studios. Some by Epoch, some by Konami. Yeah, some I'm not by... finding any other specific crediting for this. So, yeah, yeah that's the best we can do, I it's guess. It's pretty tough. Almost every game in the series has really cool music, mm-hmm. uh, but... I don't know if it's the same composer and I can't find crediting on almost any of them except for some of the early Game Boy games. The the last track on my playlist today, I couldn't find a verified composer,
1: but I found something based on other games from that company of the time. Right. I actually have a guess and it was a really exciting guess. And so we'll get to that uh, cool. later. But really, really delightful stuff. Let's see how that pairs with what I have next. Oh, that's very different than what I have. Okay, I'm really excited about this. So... 3 of my tracks today were basically all tied for what I was thinking for track of the week. I literally couldn't decide and I just I just picked one that I guess my heart went with. Uh, it was honestly one of the one of my favorite tracks I've heard in years to be honest. So that's what I voted for track of the week, but this one was definitely a contender. Um, this is uh, an artist by the name of Shogo Namura, okay, who is a chiptune VGM artist based in Japan. Uh, Really, the only way I found out about this artist was just on SoundCloud and then eventually on their Bandcamp albums. So I don't really know as far as like, did they do actual video game work or are they just you know, an electronic artist? But in any case, they're outstanding. And I'm going to play two tracks from this artist today. I'm going to start things off with a really cool piece called Midnight Gallop. And this is from their album. It's a Japanese title. It roughly translates to The Funny Dream. And I guess I would call this like progressive piano rock is maybe the best way I would describe this. It's so much fun. It's so exciting. I think you're going to like this a lot, Will. Let's take a listen to Midnight Gallop. bordering on free jazz at times. How bodacious is this track? This is Midnight Gallop by the incredibly talented Shogo Namura. who expect to hear more guys from this incredible artist. This is from the album that roughly translates to The Funny Dream. And Will said exactly what I wanted him to say, the same thought
0: I had. Will, what did you say when you listened to this? This sounds like the Japanese Bad Plus, which is sort oh of like God, a progressive... Uh, piano modern, rock Avant-garde Trio Jazz From rock the Twin thing. Cities Yeah
1: That we've been fans of for years And this is absolutely What it sounds like But it's the Japanese version of that Because some of those chords Are a little bit video gamey
0: right. Oh my god This is just Chords built In incredible. fourths and fifths And ascending chromatic stuff it sounds like something that would be at home in a racing game, which but is But it's why so cool fits. hearing
1: it in a jazz trio performance context because the bass, the drums, and the piano are all performed. Now whether or right. not some of them are virtual instruments, it doesn't really matter. They're all performed and there's a spontaneity to this track.
0: Uh, And it's just a wonderful performance, wonderful piece of music, just so energetic. Yeah, there's a real vigor, I think, to the playing and to the composition and just a blistering energy. The drum performance also, I think, really helps with that. All Mm -hmm. the little sort of ghost notes and fast rhythmic patterns definitely kind of amp up the momentum of it. this feels like something that would be perfect in a racing game. I totally agree. It's like the next generation of that kind of
1: music. One thing that I wanted to give a shout out to, it's a little bit... Hard to tell on this track because you're distracted by the frantic nature of it. But the piano sound that he has on this album, it's most notable in his like soft ballads, is so exquisite. I don't know if it's an actual like grand piano that was recorded professionally in a studio or if he just has a really, really good virtual instrument. But the piano sounds on this album are absolutely outstanding. So yeah, Shogo Nomura for you, folks. So uh,
0: in my searches... For music for this week One rabbit hole that I Wasn't as fulfilled as I Wanted to is I wanted to find more music By Kenta Higashioji From Princess Connect Redive and unfortunately I wasn't able to find any Other you know compositions from video Games though I did find something I had Heard before which is this beautiful modern Classical piece he wrote which is A concerto for erhu And orchestra okay it's beautiful It's very modern and kind of chromatic harmonies um, but that got me thinking of it reminded me of uh, a soundtrack that I was really curious to check out and that's the soundtrack to Ghost of Tsushima yeah. which is a, a very recently released game that mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like Assassin's Creed for you know ancient feudal Japan right and you play as this sort of ex-samurai and I was just really curious about the music because I love Japanese folk music and mm-hmm. I love video game music and I was really curious to see what they did with it this soundtrack is so beautiful and fantastic i can't recommend it enough that's awesome Um, from what i found in the soundtrack most of the music seems to have been composed by elon uh Hmm. um yet there is like a symphonic suite on the soundtrack like a four or five movement suite which seems to either have been composed or arranged by shigeru uh, Ume Bayashi. Okay. So the I'm playing two tracks from this game today. Both of them were composed by Elon Ashgeri. Okay. Uh but the soundtrack is so beautiful and evocative in its colorful it use of instrumentation and mood. Uh this is sort of the main theme of the game. It's called The Way of the Ghost. Let's take a listen. So we're listening to the main theme called The Way of the Ghost from Ghost of Tsushima. Beautiful, really evocative. I love the harmonies and the textures. That cello solo Great melody playing. comes back several times in the soundtrack and actually features a vocal theme in the I end love how credits. expressive that performance was. When I want, I want they us did to vibrato, fade up when here not. in a little bit to hear sort of the full orchestral presentation of that melody because it's just so evocative. Yeah, let's do it. Let's take let's a listen fade up here. to a little bit of this.
1: so beautiful how that opens up it's such a payoff it's like over
0: two minutes into the piece that yeah. it f- finally opens up to that well it's full just such a well-developed composition it's a gorgeous melody it's haunting and disturbed and so tragic. that it was not a japanese composer actually that did this um i'm not certain i don't know the nationality of Elon mm. ilana Shigeri, Not that but, it really matters uh, but... shigeru umebayashi also worked on the score beautiful i imagine it was a collaboration between the two of them i'm glad
1: you brought in something from a very recent game obviously i've heard of this game but i have not yet uh checked out the score but i'm definitely going to after that that was gorgeous man well it's hilarious how (laughs) contrasting that is to this okay this is so cute i hope this puts a smile on your face today will this is a piece of music by timoya tamida one of our favorites on the old podcast uh, obviously, he became a freelancer a few years back, and so the last credited game he did was Woolly World. So ever since then, I've and I think a lot of us have been kind of jonesing for more Tomoya to a to music. And really, the only thing we can do uh, is listen to the music he puts up on his YouTube channel, which is kind of hilarious. He has this YouTube channel. It's sad how obscure it is for for such a great composer, but probably not a composer that is necessarily a household name for a lot of people. Um, One of the pieces that he put up there is just an original piece of music a couple years ago is a piece called Doggy and Me. And it really feels like it belongs in a Yoshi game. It feels like it could convey Yoshi and also... um, uh, what is the name of the dog? Poochie. Poochie, yeah. It feels like it could, could also convey Poochie as well. One of the great things about this track, it's so child friendly and the melody is so simple and universal that you can hear it's an instrumental track, but you can hear the melody basically conveying this doggy in me if there was cute. a refrain. I uh, love it's that. so cute. I hope you guys enjoy this. Doggy and Me by Tomoya Tamita. Now we're getting country here. This is so delightful. This is Doggy and Me by the one and only
0: Tomoya Tamita. That just really brought a smile on my face this week. How cute. I love this. I love the melody. I love the production. It absolutely would be right at home in a Yoshi game, particularly one of the ones that he would have worked on. I mean, it it would have fit right in in Woolly World. I think, yeah, it's so charming. It just fits for
1: anyone who has a dog. I mean, this is a gift for all you dog owners out there. You can whistle this along to your little
0: pup. I mean, it almost sounds like an Alan Menken song just mm-hmm. in terms of how pure and perfect the melody is. And it's very singable. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'd love someone to write lyrics to this and perform it. It's also just such a sweet ode. I don't know, dogs, I'm definitely, I know we're both dog people. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's just, I don't know. There's something so sweet about me. how that's captured. I it really hits me in like the It in captures all the feels. This special bond.
1: Between. Yeah. And also I love Tomoyo Tamita's production. I mean, he really has a lot of great tools at his disposal. I mean, that slide guitar solo, it sounded real, sounded like he was literally playing that. I mean, great, great production here. Nice acoustic guitar sounds. And that one little breakdown in the whistle, dun, 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 dun. I mean, that right. was just a Yoshi moment
0: through totally. and through. So that is the wonderful Tomoyo Tamida. That's so cute, man. So speaking of going back to old favorites, composers that have Mm. well proven themselves... Um, I decided to check up on the Japanese chip tuner Naruto who oh. famously wrote that amazing chip tune one of the most famous bomb. chip tunes of all time in that community
1: have yeah. you seen all the millions of different covers and arrangements and right. versions
0: of that it's so infamous. he's such a great because he, he really has the technical command but he has the melodic just songwriting chops of classic video game music if you go to his website it's all in Japanese so you need to kind of google translate has he done anything recently but yeah i mean he slowly adds different chiptunes so i'm going to play an msx chiptune that he Mm. made and it's interesting he doesn't really title things because he just uploads the original the raw file so the name of this amazing piece of music (laughs) is dot kss original music one Um, And it's an MSX chip tune, and it uses the SCC and PSG chip, which SCC stands for Sound Creative Chip. Yeah. Um, and this is a wonderful, it's not just a great chip tune that's showing off technical hardware. It's just a catchy, fantastic, classic video game track. Do you know when he uploaded this? Is this recent? I'm not sure there. It's not listed on his website, but you know, I went, I, I scoured his entire site several years ago when I was really getting into Mm -hmm. him and he has much more music up there now. So, uh, this is just fantastic. So let's take a listen to dot KSS original music one.
1: Give she it a genius. title. We need to somehow... Until... From sometime now until we post the episode, let's come up with a title well, that we can he post has, it with. Some
0: of his stuff has titles, but it'll be like the title of a compilation of things. So it'll say like, yeah. Battle Station. And then there'll be three tracks. So, I mean... I don't know if he just doesn't care about naming things. He cares or... about making amazing music. That's incredible. I
1: love, love, love the combination of the SEC and the PSG because the SEC yeah. was taking that lead on the chorus. And then the second time, the PSG was in those kind of echoey, soft, right. sustaining notes it's on top of it. It's such a great
0: composition. It's so confident, like all of his work. The thing that's really that fun, great. if you go to um, his website, which is kind of a really simple, it looks like an old website that was made in like the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, but there are these little comments. If you translate, probably was. If you translate the Japanese, um, he's so humble. He talks about, like, I didn't really know how to do this, so I just put something together. Like, right. All the comments, like, uh, every track has, like, a little he, annotation, mm-hmm. and they're all, like, super humble, just kind of, oh, I just put something together, and I thought it sounded good, and I didn't know how to do this, so I thought I would try out a little test. <laughs> I just put this phenomenal piece yeah. of music together. I just <laughs> farted it out. I love it. Oh, that so was so good. good.
1: I love Naruto. We have to commission him to, like, make a full album Yeah, soundtrack. I want to find out more information on the guy. What a talent. Okay, uh, let's move back to me. And this is actually from a video game. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> this game is International Superstar Soccer 64 for the N64. And this one was composed by Kazuhiko Uehara. Uh, classic video game composer, one I'm a big fan of. Uh, let's take a listen to, um, oh yeah, so Uihara is known, a lot of a lot of different series, but the uh, series that we focused on this past spring, the Twinbee series, Uihara is known for, for that music. So this is really, really funky and fun. Let's take a listen to BGM-14 from International Superstar Soccer64. Oh my god how tasty is that bgm 14 so good from international superstar soccer 64 by the wonderful kazuhiko uehara this is a surprisingly deep track it goes farther than i would expect i would expect like a 20 second you know kind of buy the books funk r&b tune for the <laughs> soccer <laughs> game but it's
0: really really It tasty. reminds me of a lot of the obscure DS music that yeah. um, I'm a big fan of. It's
1: that kind of funk, soul, R&B, VGM style
0: that we just really really so love. So good, right? You know, I mean, just instrumental music that can have such vitality and personality. Mm-hmm. There's not enough stuff like this yeah. outside of the world of video game music in my opinion. That stuff that's catchy and it would be accessible to anyone but doesn't require, you know, extra musical lyrics and vocals and it's just entirely captured instrumental but it's not some think piece. It's yeah. not just an exercise in performance, virtuosity. It's, you know, it's catchy and accessible. Well, and there's has also, so much human personality. I mean, we obviously love this on this
1: podcast, but there's something I love about the tradition of loop-based video game music. I and mean, this yes. piece of music is like around 50 seconds, um, but it has such mileage. It d- d- goes so many places in, in that short amount of time, and it, it yearns to be listened to over and over again, which is much like a lot
0: of great video game music. See what I can never understand when we do these episodes is how we can keep going back to these old systems and find great new obscure music from games that we never. It truly heard of. is
1: mind-boggling. And also, you were saying when we were setting up today that how have we never doubled up on a track? Neither of we've never had where like I brought in that ghost, that same ghost track that you did. Yeah. That would have made sense, you know. Right. It's a recent score, but we've well, I never think done normally that. Normally,
0: what happens is you tend to just not play things from recently released games. Sometimes it yeah. seems um so i normally feel like i can do that though i did sometimes
1: i call dibs i
0: didn't bring something from the new animal crossing because i figured since you and joe had been playing that i it's okay well, if you didn't do anything but i well, was I just think, scared to i think last time i
1: did and then also if you recall i did a couple times ago when the fire emblem game
0: was new i played something right from that, but so this is your tracking of, the of week, something right? new Oh boy! This game is fresh off the presses. I really want to get it. Uh, Paper Mario: The Origami King. Oh my gosh, King. dude! Morishita is Hiroki one of the composers. Morishita, as well as Yoshito Sekigawa, Sho Murakami, Yoshiaki Kimura, uh, and Fumahiro Isobe. Do we have the game? It just came in the mail. We haven't started it yet at all. This song, buckle up your frickin' seatbelts. I think this this experience, my first time listening to this, I can only relate it to my first time hearing the Mario Kart 8 title screen. Oh, wow. Um, This is a track called Red Streamer Battle, and it's so freaking good. This is my choice for track of the week from Paper Mario, The Origami King. Let's play it.
1: Oh my god that is so good I I told Will that I actually have heard this before someone shared this on our discord but I adore it so much this is a treat yeah
0: I mean the real brass the sax harmonies sounds like there's a lot of real performance in the score in general I can't can't wait wait to play it I just the game looks is beautiful. This what it, it looks sounds so like? fun. I mean, oh my god! I mean, there's a lot of battle music. Almost all the music that's been uploaded to YouTube has been different battle themes. So I'm still waiting for a full, comprehensive soundtrack. Yeah. Rip, but that's why I just want to play the game to oh, hear all the great god, music. If it sounds
1: like this. I gotta run up and play it immediately after this. This is so so good. Isn't it awesome? Oh my god, that is. It's like
0: I I wanted to do something from it because I figure like at the very least there'll be something cute and kind of fun and you were blown away by this and i'm like oh okay my track of the week then i'm glad i almost didn't play something from it i didn't even look into it when i saw i was looking on the wikipedia
1: because it was just updated not long ago right then moroshita was added i was like well it makes sense you know intelligent systems but holy crap i am excited okay this is my personal track of the week, and. It is from an artist that we know and love on this podcast, and I couldn't get enough last week, so it's another Joshua Morse track. This is from an original album of his called Source that he just put out, and this is what I find so charming about this guy is he makes these albums where he'll have a track that's like a sequel to an old track of his. Mm -hmm. And so for a long time, he had... uh, This track, I'm trying to remember what it was called, but he had like one, two, three, and every album he made, he would harken back to to these tracks. So this is called Take Flight 2. Now, if memory serves, I've played Take Flight on the podcast before, and you loved it. Um, And this is Take Flight 2, which if you go back and listen, you'll hear some similar melodic ideas. But oh my God, is this a lot of fun. This is what I was saying earlier. It's one of my favorite tracks I've heard in I don't know how long. It just is really Really, really cool. Let's take a listen to Take Flight 2 by Joshua Morse.
0: like if jacob collier wrote a chip tune exactly
1: <laughs> i mean it starts out and you're like okay so there's some some chip elements there's some great kind of 80s synth elements and then the snes like pilot wings yeah <laughs> instrument comes in it's just so good it's So on
0: every level oh my it's god groovy the groove
1: like, of it is so specific it's almost like a knower song
0: yes. like how yeah. specific it is the, the like quasi breakbeat yep. sort of Drums, Incredibly syncopated. It's so catchy. Uh, Yeah, the intricacy of the bass. I was also thinking hmm. of that Noah song, Overtime, just of how active it is and how it interlocks. But this melody is just the prettiest. So good. And Uh. it's the mixture of that sort of like, I guess, modern Western jazz fusion with classic video game influences. Like a melody in harmony that feels like ripped out of an SNES and, like, and oh, it's coming so from, you know, Nashville, Tennessee
1: out of Joshua
0: Morse. I mean, what
1: a love this guy has of music of the past, 80s and 90s. And obviously I'm so games. glad
0: that in, in terms of the world of music, this is kind of like this is where we are, that people have these common reference points of game yeah. music. That's what I wanted when we started this podcast is just <laughs> a lot of musicians to focus on how great video game music is. And that's kind of where we are. I mean, some of the hippest, coolest musicians now. Yeah either play in video game cover bands or do chip tunes or have that sort of knowledge of video game music as a part of their corpus and so, their influence. This happens a lot to me. I don't know about you.
1: Going through my picks and I thought I had everything and I was like you looking for I want to find one other really good jam. And when I found this, I was just like laughing. It was right. so good. And I was so excited to include this. You I mean see,
0: I always have that where it's like you find the best thing ever, and then there's an abundance of like, if I if I could just play tracks of this person yeah. or from this game. I mean, we have to have a Josh episode. I'd love yeah. to interview him and bring him on because he's one of my favorite
1: artists ever not just related to the video game sphere he's just he's just an amazing artist will do you mind like throwing the the game for rock paper scissors just giving it to me i mean
0: (laughs) no let's do it i like both of these i think they both deserve some sort of all right fine this is gonna be a fair game
1: here here we go ready uh on shoot right on shoot here we go
0: rock paper scissors shoot we okay, both did rocks. rocks. Here we go. I mean, like look, you're watching just me and look cheating your eyes. a little bit. I'm just gonna look in your eyes. Okay, just let's do it faster. We'll do okay. it like this. Bop 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 bop. All right, here okay. we go. Rock paper scissors shoot. Okay, okay. so I've got one. We, we always do two out of three. Yep, two out of so three. got rock. I got here rock, go. rock, scissors. Here we go. Okay, I, this is so stupid. We do this on a <laughs> freaking podcast. Okay, rock paper scissors shoot. Okay, okay. so Tied. now it's one to one. I got paper. He got rock. Here now we tie. Okay, rock paper scissors shoot. Ooh, he wins i win okay. you know that makes paper. sense paper mario it's actually a
1: video game
0: it's funny that paper mario wins even though scissors won and by cutting paper mm. cutting paper mar- wait a minute cutting paper mm. huh. i think because of that i should win because it's yeah. the origami king. No. <laughs> that was no but we should i feel like for good these we punch. do kind of highlight both of our yes tracks i'm going to share both of them because holy moly all right what do you got next will so uh this is back to the world of obscure. Um this is a very obscure Game Boy game called <laughs> Sylvanian Families 2. I've heard of that series. I, yeah, I so, remember seeing it on like Zofar's domain. Yeah, Sylvanian Families was actually I think a, a, a like a line of like novelty toys like of like plush dolls or something um or like animal fa- I didn't quite understand what it was. Hmm but it was by the uh, Japanese game company Epoch. And then there's a whole slew of video games attached to these. Um, I don't know if they're puzzle games or what types of video games they are, but this soundtrack is really outstanding, and it's so catchy, and it's just kind of that uh, what I think of as like sort of the golden age of Game Boy music where it's right on the verge of being adventurous and safe at Mm -hmm. the same time. So it's not overly flashy with the technicals, but it's not also as restrained as some of the earliest Game Boy titles. That's a fun era, isn't it? Um, Yeah. So uh, the first track that I'm going to play is actually... BGM 24 but it's the main theme of the game okay. and the version that I'm playing uh, so there's two versions of this track in the game there's the, it's probably the title screen theme but then mm-hmm. there's a version late in the soundtrack that's almost like the same file but up a whole step yeah. and faster and that's the that version that i find more catchy it? so i don't know if it's there's some point in the game where there's some timer it's speed pretty up easy thing. to do that especially
1: right. i think in the tools that they use back in the day it's probably just a couple buttons that they yeah, press i
0: find this to be the catchiest piece of music in the game so this is bgm 24 which i'm calling main theme from sylvanian families 2 let's take a listen <laughs>
1: Gotta love that sparse bass line, right? So good, How funky right? is that? It leaves so much room for the drum beat and for the melody. This is—I mean—this is a classic example, Will, of the art of video game loops. This yes. is 30 seconds. And it's so good. The music is so good that you probably don't want to stop listening until about a minute, 30 seconds. Yeah. You'll probably listen to this loop three times and then you'll be like, oh my God, yeah. That I was... think that's
0: a really good point because, I mean, so much of our popular music is built around repetition and repeating yeah. sections. So it's something that, it's a principle that almost instantiates the whole factor of what makes video game music work. It's the, the fact repetition. that we're so accustomed to repetition m- means the greatest video game composer. Have used that economy to their advantage, uh, but yeah, this is how catchy is that B section? Yep, yeah. so good. Ba, and ba, again, the that. all-star for me
1: about this piece is that baseline. It's so baseline. efficient. If it was any busier, it wouldn't be as groovy. I or also catchy. like
0: that one little sparse inclusion of sort of Latin-esque tuplet rhythms. I loved that, that part. Da da da. That yeah, was really, really cool. catchy. Nice, fine.
1: Yeah, isn't that great? That name is familiar, but I don't think I've heard that track before. So really.
0: Cool. Uh, are you sad, Will, that I had heard that Paper Mario track? Were you disappointed? No. I mean, I honestly, I was expecting that to be your choice for track mm. of the week because I figured, like, if you had heard this, you would have wanted to play. I don't it. know why, but I kind of left it for you. I don't know why I did that. Oh,
1: sure. Maybe. Oh, maybe it's not that you forgot. Oh, you know about what it, it was? Because we have the game, I kind of wanted to just experience the music in the game before sure, I really listened to, to it. it. Um, okay, let's move
0: back to me here. And this, you is... always tend to give me a little leeway with newer releases that's, that's kind of our subtle non-spoken way of making sure that we don't step on each other's toes it is true okay so this is back to a track from a game a very obscure
1: game uh, i don't know if, how good of a game it is but uh, interesting at least it's a game for the pc it's called <laughs> the franz kafka video game Oh you my know, the God. famous author like, apparently a game about his life i guess i, I really don't know but the music. It sounds like a parody. It doesn't sound like it could be real. I think it's real. And uh, the music is, I guess, what you'd kind of expect. It's actually a pretty beautiful score here. And it's by Jonathan Gear, who uh, our last listener. Showcase episode, listener show tell episode. He he was featured a couple times on that episode. A great composer, big fan of Jonathan Gear. Let's take a listen to this piece I found on his Bandcamp uh, soundtrack of this. It's called Intermission, and it's a just a solo piano piece, very classical. Uh, it just really hit hit the spot for me. This is from the Franz Kafka video game. Let's take a listen. <laughs> You guys are listening to Intermission. This is composed by Jonathan Geer, and it's from the Franz Kafka video game. I was getting a little bit of Chopin vibes uh, personally when I was listening to this track, but really beautiful restrained writing. This just really did it for me. What What are your thoughts on this track? Yeah, it's
0: beautiful. I mean, in it very much in sort of the form of a, of a waltz or mm-hmm. a minuet in a kind of classical style, this sort of minor yeah. piece with these melodic ornamentations. I definitely hear Chopin, but I hear a lot of other you know, there's a myriad of European classical composers that uh, this feels like a love letter to. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really fitting for Franz Kafka kind of having a, a more sophisticated sipping a yep. cup of coffee or tea. That's what all of the music in the
1: score is. Um, kind of has and again i can't speak to the quality of this game i don't know if this is a joke game or a silly game or whatever but the music is taken very seriously and it's by the wonderful jonathan gear who's someone that we could do a focus on too
0: well switching gears back nice. to sylvanian families i'm gonna play Ooh. another track from that game okay this one is bgm 19 let's just jump in let's like do it. cold water jump in cannonball
1: This is delightful. Will, you're going to think I'm weird, but I don't know why. I, I do think part of this melody might be similar, but this reminded me of Forrest Gump. I don't know why. Maybe it's similar to the main theme of that, but like I was like... As soon as it started playing, I was like transported into
0: the world of that movie. And I saw Forrest, I saw Jenny, saw his mom. I don't know why. I think there's an innocence to it and yeah. a pastoral quality that that one does. Yet this one has this kind of cool, it's both classical and groovy at the same time, somehow. I love that. I think the sparse bass that you called out in the last track. Also helps with this, but yeah. then that... it is groovy. Yeah, you can, it implies a groove that almost isn't there. As soon as this
1: track started, I said aloud to Will, "I said I love Game Boy. Like it's yeah. maybe the cutest
0: system for the sound. I mean, there's something just adorable about." This. I also think this is a really interesting example of a uh, of a looped based piece of music that has a direct key change in it and repeats some of the same musical material in a new key and then kind of abruptly returns back to the original key. I think in a natural way, because there's a wandering quality and the whole piece keeps that groove, if we want to call it, Mm -hmm. it's able to kind of be loopable in this amorphous way that I find really works well. It's a great way to mask the loop. A lot of the music in this game actually has kind of a classical pastiche so it's mm-hmm. it, it actually interestingly enough i do think fits with that piano piece where there's sort of a functional harmony quality No, did you the were you able to find it. a composer for this i wasn't okay
1: i'll look into that myself and, and if i can find it i'll put it on our website but okay here we go let's move back to me and now i'm moving back to one of my other possible choices for track of the week it is the second shogo nomura track i'm going to play today Again, from that same album that roughly translates to The Funny Dream. This is so delightful, Will. You're going to love this. You might love this more than that Midnight Gallop, uh, possibly. It's so good. Let's take a listen to the, actually the title track of that album. So I will call this The Funny Dream by Shogo Nomura. Shogo Nomura, I mean, hats off. This is so good.
0: I'm just speechless by how much I love this track. I had track. a really interesting experience listening to this track, and I, I love the way it tells a sort of fascinating story. It really does. Through its use of harmony, and mm-hmm. something that I love is. Um, I think on a surface level, this is a piece of music that is saying one thing and on a deeper level saying a completely different thing. And what I love is the sort of simplistic, it implies a kind of simple, cutesy, functional harmony that it actually does not abide by. And there's constantly these little cracks, these little bits where grime gets into it, even in the earlier sections. That's something
1: we heard, obviously, in Midnight Gallop, and that's something in every single Shogunomura track I've heard. He loves to incorporate, whether you call it dissonance or maybe non-functional
0: moments of harmony, just yes, moments. Little, they're like oh, cracks. It's yes. like these little chords that have a little crack where it's like you're you're tottering on sanity, but a little brief moment of insanity. very entertaining. Right, and then oh I love God. as the track develops, it, it's foreshadowing to the more kind of advanced jazz harmony that it breaks into, but it also feels like It's almost like your soul that's trying to stay on a moral path, and there's slight moments where it's teetering, and then eventually it just totally succumbs to just mayhem and debauchery. There's moments listening to Nomura's music where it actually reminds
1: me of the work of Yoko Kano at times. Uh, I think a little bit zanier, a little bit crazier maybe uh, than a lot of her music, but oh my god, I am so excited I found... This relatively obscure Japanese artist, I mean, their stuff is on Bandcamp, it's on SoundCloud, that's about it. There's not really anything else I could find from Shogo Nomura, but listen to this album. It roughly translates to The Funny Dream. Let me show you guys the actual title of this album. It is in Japanese, um, and there's a parenthesis that he puts, which is, Sweets Have a Dream. So if you type in that on Bandcamp, Shogo Nomura, Sweets Have a Dream. Um, But the actual Japanese, I found translated a little bit closer to The Funny Dream. It's a seven-track album. Absolutely
0: outstanding. Oh, my God. This piece of music does feel... Bit like a funny dream. I yeah. like that. It's a little bit twisted. It's a little bit unstable. It seemed like you were having well, that experience and I while couldn't listening help to it. But have all these extra musical associations mm-hmm. of like it just told such a vivid story in my mind. I would love to see sort of a really I don't know imaginative impressionistic music video or some kind of video to accompany it. Yeah. Because what I love is all the the kind of melodic devices and the types of chords and the instruments that we're hearing seem to imply something relatively like conservative and old-fashioned mm-hmm. yet constantly he just fo- sort of lands in a completely disassociated way between yeah. different keys and different chords and it's like pulling this illusion that if you're not paying close attention it's like you don't start to see the glitches in the matrix and then slowly, slowly <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden like the blues and then these weird tritone subs Did you hear that moment Will, when the bass was going ham going chromatically down Kind of like music that's starting to go crazy. It's like you're you've lived your day. <laughs> it's a you've funny had too many dream, cups dude. of coffee, and then oh, now I'm hallucinating a little bit, oh, and you don't even God. realize it. It's, it's I could really not be a bigger fan of Shogo Nomura. So okay, that's all I'll say about that. Back to you, Will. So. um you know in the last several weeks and months i've just been one of the things that has been my absolute pleasure has been playing through multiple times of the last of us part 2 mm-hmm. i think it's my favorite video game it's one of my favorite stories I've ever experienced Emma and I played through it I, I was able to borrow Marty's PS4 and play through it and we I so loved it I as well. so love it and it it it's just it stuck with me in a profound way oh, it really does um, and I wanted to showcase more of the amazing work of Gustavo Santolai awesome. who's the composer of both the games but I'm actually not going to play something from the last of Us part two okay because there is an incredible theme that he wrote for left behind the dlc um for the first game that we've never featured on this podcast and i figured before we start playing stuff from part two we have to play this because i think this is one of my favorite western video game melodies it's it should be like to me this is better than like the theme for game of thrones or like if you actually look at the musical material it's like a classic heroic Mm -hmm. dorian minor kind of thing Um, It's so good. Uh, We're actually going to start this track uh, about a a minute in because Mm -hmm. there's this long atmospheric introduction that uses guitar harmonics and really cool, bizarre effects. But I just kind of want to get into the moment um, when the groove vamp starts and we hear this fantastic melody. So let's do that. Let's take a listen to Left Behind from The Last of Us Left Behind, composed by wonderful composer Gustavo Santolaya. Let's take a listen.
1: forgot how amazing that was. Yeah, such a good melody. You're so right. You were like, as soon as this melody comes back, you're going to be like blown away by how classic it felt. Even though, I yeah, I haven't heard this ever since I played Left Behind, yeah. which was how many years ago? It's an
0: instant classic. Five years ago or something? It's like the, the first time you hear it, it's so iconic sounding. I love that melody. And I love all of Gustavo's music has this perfect balance of simplicity and complexity that we were he chooses hearing a little bit of- himself in a melodic way, yet he has all this interesting texture and grit to his stuff. We both, I think, we're hearing a little bit of, um,
1: rest in peace, uh, Morricone. Yeah. Maybe influence to Particularly this.
0: Particularly the music from his spaghetti westerns mm-hmm. that made him so popular. The almost guitar-centric approach. But to me, for the character of Ellie, this almost is like her anthem is like a badass yeah, I totally Neo forgot Western how hero. great this theme was and
1: it I I need to replay Left Behind now because that was an absolutely amazing DLC. I don't even want to say DLC. It was really its own little sequel. I mean, yeah. yes, it was very short, but uh it was absolutely on the same level as the first game. Yeah, for I can't sure. say enough about uh
0: the sequel. All of it's that their amazing. entire body of work Dog is, is like on a whole other level and it leaves conventional, you know, triple a game development in the dust from my estimation i
1: totally agree okay let's move back to me and this is a super nintendo game called chaos seed feng shui kairuki (laughs) and it was composed by a lot of talented people we have yasunori shiono katsuyoshi hayashi and yukio nakajima let's take a listen to a really cool really exciting piece of music this is battle three So cool. You guys are listening to A Hidden Gem. I had to include one classic 16-bit era track. This is Battle 3 from Chaos Seed Feng Shui Kairoki. God, this is so good. Doesn't it seem like classic Kairoki? It's well it's similar to that last of us track you played where it seems like you've heard it before. It seems so classic. And uh, like just like an all-time jam, but it's well, just so. That's obscure. the amazing
0: thing about music is, uh, despite the kind of trollish, clickbaity videos and articles you hear about, this composer's a hack, and they ripped off this. Right. It's. I, I think any serious scholarly musician who's actually written music will know that that kind of claim is entirely erroneous because yeah. all music is built upon traditions that have already been established, whether it's an entire idiom or genre or direct heavy influence from other composers and usually multiple different composers work. Yeah. And so the thing is, is like... I, I hate this language now where we just call anything. We, it's almost like trying to own the word stealing and be like, well, you gotta steal from the right people, and yeah, I steal stole is, this. Steal uh, isn't the right word. Steal implies
1: like some sort of theft. Well, if you think about the VGM world and maybe the tradition of a lot of other RPG composers, a lot of other, for this, in this case, battle themes of this
0: era. You could call them techniques. There's a lot of uh, classic techniques that are used time well, and time again. For instance, again. if I wrote a melody that went Yeah, it's like who am I ripping off? I'm just doing the kind of video game thing that hundreds of other composers have done. Now, I don't know that that particular series of notes that I just sang mm-hmm. it exists in that exact form, but you all know what I'm pointing yeah, what's, to. What's interesting is how is that any different from a, writing a pop song with the 1-5-6-4 progression? Right. You know? And it's not to diminish that the people writing that aren't authoring something, but we, we also can't It's like it's it's childish to think that when someone creates a piece of music, it's entirely out of a vacuum and they're building all the tools. It's built upon these structures, not to say that if someone steals verbatim an exact melody or if there is like a dishonest act of theft that those things don't exist. But to me, it's kind of like it's like comedy you know there's joke theft where you listen to someone's act and replicate it as your own and then there's parallel thinking which is like how many people that get a dog are gonna do the joke about Sarah McLaughlin and her dog commercials like I've heard every freaking comedian do that joke well this track is an example
1: of that kind of parallel idea I mean the the one thing that I find really unique about this track is how it does combine almost like classical music especially in the beginning in those string lines almost like a baroque Kind of style of right. writing there, but then you know, having the drum kit and the electric bass and yeah. everything, uh, just classic video game It's music. a
0: style, I mean, it's a style of c- That's particularly a jam. that I think coalesced in the 16 bit era of that kind of rock meets film music sound. It's so good. All right, Will, this is your last track of the day. What do you got? So, I'm going to leave you guys with another piece of music from Ghost of Tsushima, which I Good highly choice. recommend listening to the whole thing. It's really I think it'll be a nice breath of fresh air because I find that it's modern mm-hmm. and feels like western film music, but it's a lot smarter, richer, and more sophisticated. It's mm. not the sort of dumbed-down Zimmery, yeah. you know, just generic action thing, but it also isn't just entirely a folk pastiche. It it sits somewhere in between, and it's really a vibe. From what I heard in
1: that first track, it was a little bit more unique than what I was expecting. Yeah,
0: I think it's really tastefully done. So, this is a piece of music called The Fate of Tsushima, uh, I believe composed by Ilan Eshgeri, but the soundtrack also features music from Shigeru Umebeyashi. Let's take a listen to The Fate of Tsushima.
1: this is outstanding. I mean, the two pieces that you shared today are so much more unique than I was expecting. Uh, I had in, in my head, an image of what I thought I was going to hear. And, you kind of flirt with it, but you go so much more beyond that. I mean,
0: I I don't know. Ostinato driven music does not have to be reductive and cliched. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is ostinato driven music. It's a great ostinato. It's catchy. It's it's filmic. Um, It's, it does everything you'd want a great film ostinato to do. And it does everything, a modern score piece, you know, rich with taiko drums, but here with purpose, not just to be big and loud, but to also characterize music of Japan. It's just
1: really nuanced, Um, right? Yeah,
0: really interesting harmonic stuff. The thing that I'm so impressed with is this kind of filmic video game music is starting to take, I think, much more bold harmonic chances. The fact that a piece of music can evolve and develop harmonically and doesn't have to stay within such a stock framework is a really cool thing because when you play a game, those little subtle moments, I think, are the things that give you that feeling of I'm participating in a story that isn't just kind of waiting around for me to press the B button but like I'm (laughs) participating in something grand and it's really important to have chromaticism and modulation and all the tools that a composer has to convey that kind of emotionality that Mm. I think for a long time the early wave of like I don't know post-CD western video game composers doing a generic film thing Mm -hmm. were almost like they felt like their hands were so tied by everything was just a simple loop in one key with very little musical innovation or development outside of the sort of sound design tonal sound design something
1: that is just so inspiring about
0: that score first of all how do you know how big the score is is it a really massive the album is I, I think sort of a typical size it's not like the album of the soundtrack is not, exceptionally large but I don't I haven't played the game so I don't know to the degree but it to me if it reminds me of anything it reminds me of Henry Jackman's score to Uncharted 4 which is really Mm. it's kind of like actually delivering on the promise of a big budget modern action film soundtrack yeah but the way that it's integrated it sounds like this uses a similar approach to the stealth versus combat music where when you're stealthy it's just like a lone shakuhachi but but if you get discovered, it That's sort of so opens effective. up into the orchestra. That's something Henry Jackman did. You know something interesting four. about
1: that is it almost makes you want to get discovered, <laughs> because right. music in the way that motifs can that. be
0: presented in a long line, you know, evocative, ethereal way, but then come back as like yeah. this motor as an ostinato is really cool. And and the
1: idea of music uh, doing that and supporting that is is just so awesome. Like there's another way you can use music in a modern game, whereas. Maybe not being discovered, but let's say that you're maybe on the last step of something and you're on your home stretch and you're running away from enemies. The music can build and grow in order to motivate you and give you that extra push
0: to, you know, shoot those last baddies or, you know. Well, the other thing that I like is. I know a lot of games feature real performers, but there are, still are so many video games going for the bland, generic, stock, orchestral Well, this score sound sounds amazing. They use a lot of orchestral samples. And what I love is you can have rhythmic biting strings that require real performance. Yeah. The performance is outstanding it's not just from all at least these two tracks. It's staccato, kind of monotone. Orchestra samples. There's really vitality and performance that makes me think of, you know, Jerry Goldsmith, John Williams, Elmer Bernstein. Well, I definitely look forward school. to checking out that entire score. So thanks for bringing that to my
1: attention. I would have checked it out eventually because a lot of people are talking about it. I believe it was just very recently released, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Uh, okay, so this is my last track. It's going to be the play out, but stick around. Uh, it's really good. Will you're going to love this? It's kind of continuing the theme of today of. An obscure piece of music, I guess this really only happened with the Chaos Seed, an obscure piece of music that feels so classic and familiar, this is a great heroic and, and just positive melody here. I mean, it could almost fit in an early Zelda game. It's from an, an NES game called Mahjong Takai. And and it is a game I, when I think
0: I, I've heard of this game I found it on that Game Music Appreciation website when I
1: looked the, up the company and other games that they made at the time I saw a composer that came up a few times and it was Yoko Kano
0: wow so
1: there's a possibility that this was composed by Yoko Kano this came out I believe in 1989 for the NES once again the game is Mahjong Taikai and this is track 3 again Officially unknown composer But potentially Yoko Kano It's such a strong piece of music I'm excited for you guys all to hear it I think that just about does it This was a really fun show and tell Probably the last in-person one we'll do in a while We'll yeah. be moving
0: uh, on time of recording in a little more than a week from today. I'm yeah, moving on August 1st, which is a Saturday. and We have a U-Haul all rented and we're going to be driving down to Chicago. I'm really excited. I mean, if nothing else, just to get a change of scenery. But yeah, I'm obviously going to miss you and miss family. And the thing right now. It'll be fun to come visit with you. With COVID. Plane tickets are $35 from MSP to <laughs> Chicago. Like yeah. no fooling. I mean, you have to go Sun Country, but. Yeah, we're definitely going to come cool. visit
1: you whether we drive out or, or fly out or whatever. Um, that would be that would be really fun. Maybe we'll have to record a show and tell in Chicago at some point. That would be cool. Um, but yeah, so wish Will luck as he starts a new adventure in the Windy City, yeah. we'll say. Um, I think that's about it. Anything else you got to plug at the end there, Will?
0: I think that's it for me. Just hope everybody's staying healthy and safe. Um, Yeah. Thanks so much, everybody. Thanks a lot, guys. We love you. Stick around for
1: this wonderful NES track. My name is Carl Brugeman.
0: And I'm Will Brugeman. Have a great week, everyone. Peace out.